Hey, this is Chase Barber. And I'm Jordan Willie. We're two blue-collar boys doing some blue-collar interviews. All right. All right. Welcome to blue-collar interviews here, guys. That is that is a glorious introduction. I love exactly. that. Exactly. You shut the backhoe down. We're quiet now, Chase? Yeah, I got the backhoe shut off here. My, <laughs> my recording studio is shut off. You uh, should expand on your recording studio back up a little bit next time so you get a few extra beeps in. Oh, get the backup alarm going for the intro. Welcome to Blue Collar Boys. Well, Carl, how's your Sunday going? Oh, she's been a busy one, I tell you what. Oh, I'm oh, yeah? I'm, I'm lost in the days. I've, I actually didn't know it was Sunday until you just told me. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I completely forgot we were doing the interview today until you met, until there was a group <laughs> chat message. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. This is not a professional experience here. Really? What gave it away? The backhoe? <laughs> this is a quality Caterpillar recording booth, I'll have you know. Both I, of the I, windows are even still not broken. I mean, it probably costs the same as a real recording studio. Oh, probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm sure you can pick a lot of re- recording studios up at Old Richie Brothers, eh? No, for sure. They're always yeah. on market there. So, I got to ask you, Carl, um, before yep. we get into some other questions, I saw one of your TikToks, and you're looking for a good truck stop in Calgary. Yep. Now, you, you didn't go to the Road King? I, I did go to the Road King, and that's why I said I wanted a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is the problem. I, I, I did not mind the Road King at all. There's definitely worse truck stops out there. There's oh. definitely better. <laughs> Anything would be better. Oh, wow. no kidding. You guys, you guys have not parked your low bed in the middle of a farmer's field because it's the only place to stop at night. <laughs> Honestly, I would prefer a farmer's field to the Road King. Wow. I, I take that back. Bill, well, the, the Road King is terrible. I don't oh. mind it. Well, they're, you're they're from only... Winnipeg, so anything is better than Winnipeg. You're just <laughs> happy think... to be out of there. Exactly. I think it's just my standards are so low. Oh, oh for sure. Like, I'm BC. We got some pretty high standards. Be like, I'm at the Road King. There's no mountain views here. This is bullshit. Where's my scenic river flowing past? The, the only thing I demand is a Tim Hortons within walking distance, and they couldn't even pull that off effectively. Oh, my Holy God. jeez, eh? That's it's ridiculous. Baby, baby. <laughs> That that's kind of the requirements for a truck stop. You gotta have a Tim Hortons at least close by. That's what I'm looking for. I want to wake up in the morning and I want my crappy coffee. That's all there is to it. Oh man, and it is crappy coffee now. I'm just gonna say that Tim Hortons has gone seriously downhill. No trucking downhill. talk. This is a heated debate. Let's just get on the Tim's coffee. <laughs> Tim, whoa, 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 this is two political guys for a Canadian oh, podcast. Tim's gonna We're not getting us. into Tim's coffee quality. You know what? Well, let's bring in Dunkin' Donuts. We'll get the Americans on it too. No, I, I have no opinion. I've never been to a Dunkin's, but I do like my nope. Starbucks. Have you ever been to Denny's and had their coffee that's so terrible it like eats the inside of your cup? Oh yeah, that yeah. Is D- Dunkin's yeah. is worse. Dunkin's is worse than Denny's. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, savage. Holy cow! Okay, I mean the only, the only reason it keeps you awake is because it's busy rotting the lining of your stomach. Oh, have you ever had like rig coffee where you go into the doghouse on a drilling rig? And you got that coffee that's been percolating in that steamer for like 12 hours. Is it better yeah. or worse than that? You, it, where it's the see-through glass that's now black because the coffee's burnt to the walls? Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd be right on par with that, I think. Okay, okay. 
So, in but, other words, you, like, you'll do Dunkin's Donuts, but only if it's, like, 3 a.m. and you're like, I got to stay awake. Yeah. And and you've had a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chase smuggles a lot of that, so you'll be good. <laughs> why, is co- why does this keep coming up in different episodes? I don't know. Like, like we, get, we got this one question that, what's the lightest load you've ever ha- hauled, Carl? And every <laughs> time somebody answers it, it's like... Oh, a mysterious package that somebody put in my one of my jockey boxes. <laughs> Carl, what's the lightest load you have ever hauled? Is it cocaine? I, I will I will give you guys a legitimate answer. Okay. Coriander. 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 The spice coriander yeah. takes up a ton of space. It's a very bulky spice and it weighs next to nothing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's a legitimate answer. You you fill a super B with uh, coriander grain right from the field. You you're like forty ton. It's nothing. Doesn't that feel good though? You're just flying by guys loaded. They're like, "How's he doing this? What's he got in there?" Oh yeah. yeah. You got steak spice. (laughs) Steak spice. So what do you do for trucking, Carl? I suppose we should probably start off right there for the people listening. Well, uh, most of the time I show up and then I drive the truck. I mean, oh man that's what i do too it's <laughs> crazy <laughs> no i actually I, I currently work for a uh, a recycling company so the company has multiple divisions and all different areas of recycling and, and restoration and whatnot oh okay so what do you what kind of truck you're running oh i i am running a kenworth ooh, what is it 50 5700 does that sound right no kenworth nope. 5700 I, I, there's a letter before it, but I, I've, it's just a new truck. I just got it the other day, so I didn't give it the full specs. Uh, oh, I think not Kenworth, but I'm thinking Western Star. Oh, you're in a Western it's Star. A Western Star 57. There we go. I've, oh, that makes more sense. That makes more you, sense. You know what screwed me up is er, earlier today I was doing, uh, I was covering for another guy, and his truck is a Kenworth. Oh, okay. I was going to say, say it's a real new job. You haven't even looked yeah, out at the steering no, wheel yet. He's, uh, he, because his is a Kenworth T880, I believe. Okay. T8, yeah. Then I was, so I was driving his truck for the day, but my regular is, is the Western 57. What do you like more than the Kenworth or the Western? Um, you know what? They're, aside from the paint job, they're identical. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. A lot of the aerodynamic trucks are. They really are. You don't mean no anyone driving an aerodynamic truck that's got like a super strong opinion on them. They're like, yeah, it's like the same as the other aerodynamic trucks. It is. It, it's built exactly the same. They're both just square boxes. Oh, it's like Europeans when they're talking about their cab overs. I love my Scania. I love my Volvo. I love my DAF. No, no one says they love their DAF, but. <laughs> like you guys, you're all driving the same truck. It is literally the same truck in Europe, and, and I feel like that's the way that the industry is going here. Unfortunately, I have a Swedish gentleman who messaged me on social media who is determined to get me to come there and switch to DAF or DAF or whatever the hell that brand is. You know what? I drove a DAF when I was over in Europe. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was actually a really solid truck. So, so is it DAF or DAF? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I drove the truck and every other day I'm like, yeah, I'm taking out the old Daffy Duck. Oh, I'm taking out the DAF. I just called it the Daffy Duck at the end of the day. Taking Perfect. out the old Daffy. So I got a buggy here, Carl. Um, when yep. I texted you there, I saw it was a 306 number. Are you Saskatchewan boy? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why so bad? It's, everyone hates the prairies. Come on. It's not too bad. 
<laughs> oh, come on. That's only because you're from Manitoba. And he's like, that's Saskatchewan. You're like, that's so nice back there. It's further west. <laughs> hey, we're neighbors. Leave us alone. <laughs> we're, we're almost in BC. Where, whereabouts in Saskatoon from there? I, I just live in the central part around Saskatoon. Okay. So it's, it's a good area. There's lots going on. We have lots of events and festivals and whatnot. So, you know, we try to make up for it by having other people come here. But, uh, oh, yeah. So, like, you've got the one bar across the street, they hold events, and that's kind of the, the big town ordeal there festival. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the odd cabaret. You, you know what? You think he's joking, but he's not. The bar is across the street from my house. Oh, I'm, I'm literally being serious. You sent me Snapchats. There's like a this small little town with one bar across the street from Carl's. That's how we know Carl's always in a good mood every day. He gets off work, he makes a little detour. Yeah. It's not, still it's not still drinks and drives home though. <laughs> it's, it's not even a full block. God, I see that's minty. You don't even have to worry about a taxi at the end of the night. You just stumble back home. You really want to take the wife off, you phone her for a ride. <laughs> it, it works out really well because the way the back alleys are curved in my town, at my house, the back alley doesn't come straight behind my house. It actually just curves off into the bar. So if you, if you leave the bar and drive the road, it goes straight to my house. Oh, that's perfect. Carl's got it figured out. (laughs) I see. I've always wondered. Everyone's like, oh, Carl on TikTok is tired and frozen. Everyone's like, oh, he's so happy all the time. There we go. That's the secret, having a bar down the... So if you're going to Europe, you basically fit right in in England. Every little place has got a small pub right down the road. Absolutely. That's the plan. I'm in training. Oh, for sure. So (laughs) what, a guy wants you to come run in Sweden for him? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. you should do it. Honestly, if you get the chance to go drive truck in Europe, take it. Whether it's for two weeks, two months, two years, whatever you do, just the experience you will not forget and you will not regret it. Yeah, I had, I had a big conversation with a the gentleman there. He found me on uh, on TikTok and we we're talking about different trucks in the industry. And I was teaching him about our regulations and laws and he was talking to me about his. And then he explained, he's like, I actually have a whole fleet of trucks doing various things, long haul, short haul, local, vans and whatnot he's like so if you ever come over he's like i'll put you in one you could drive around for as much as you like oh you got to do it man plus number one sweden beautiful country love driving around there number two just the difference in the culture but of trucking between canada and europe is something to see they they treat you really well over there oh fantastic so they're they're not all on cocaine and lying about their logbooks no that's just alberta <laughs> that's alberta let's be honest that, that's not even a bc or saskatchewan thing that's the alberta and that is why i won't drive there anymore <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad to be out of out of that industry that yeah, part of you it. were working in the oil patch before eh? i actually started my career in the oil patch and then i left and then i went back and i left again and i'm hoping i don't have to go back so like everyone in the oil patch then were you yeah. driving in the oil patch or were you just like roughnecking it? I, I've done a little bit of everything actually. Like, so I, I went out there, I did a little bit of roughnecking and then I, uh, I went on the pipeline for a while. as just a labor monkey, right? Swinging a wrench. Oh yeah. And then I, and that's from there is when I got my class one and I started driving and my first job was to, uh, I was hauling equipment. Oh, low bedding in the patch, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like that? that? The, the company I worked for, they had, um, they designed their own type of specialized water tank. And so they were in the middle of, of patenting that. So it hadn't been fully patented yet. So I was part of the, the research and development, if you will. Okay. For the four, yeah. Cause it takes four years to complete a patent. Right. Yeah. 
so I was in, I got hired on in the second year of their patent pending. And so I got to drive around. It was a custom built 60, 63 foot flat deck trailer. Huh? Yeah. It was, and it had, it had hydraulic legs on both ends of the trailer. So the trailer could actually walk itself sideways. Oh, I think, is that one of those like sand hogs or sand viper things? Uh, no. No, it's something else, eh? <laughs> no. Yeah, so they, they had built this all. And what they did is they created like a, uh, if you think of like a, a, a water bag of some kind, right? Like a water bottle. Yeah. They basically took a water bottle and they made it 60 feet by 100 feet. Oh. So the trailer wow. could the trailer could spool this thing up, eh? Because it was on a, and it could walk sideways and unspool it. And you, you could put this down on an oil well and you could put one of these bags down and replace like 10 water barrels. Okay, but that sounds like a lot of complicated way to just when you can just do four bring out a few four hundred barrel tanks. But it, it saves space because it took up less room on the oil lease and it held more water. And then you only needed a crew of three guys, right, a driver and two swampers, to do the entire job as opposed to having you know trucks running for two or three days setting up equipment. So instead of bringing out a, just a ton of four hundred barrel tanks. Exactly. Oh, because I used to haul those little 400 barrels, stand them up, and little Texas bed. And I love doing that. I've, I've never done that. I was watching the guys do it, though. It sure looks fun. Oh, it's fun. It's sketchy, though, as you're bringing it down, and you just watch this huge tank come flying at the cab. Your, your brakes are released, <laughs> and it shoots the truck forward. You watch this thing, and you're like, that's going to squish me. And then the truck <laughs> slides forward at the last second. Oh, that's glorious. Oh, it's just so little... much fun little panic attack every time you go out yeah that's what i like it's is it really a good job if you're not scared at least a couple times during the day i don't think so i don't think it is it just, it just keeps you on your toes you got to be ready for it and so so you've done everything in that kind of did a little bit of uh the all the odd little jobs around the oil patch what job was your favorite then out of them oh that's a tough call because i'm not the type of person who really has favorites in what I do. Whatever I'm doing at the time is my favorite. Okay, what was your worst then? What job you're like, nope, not doing that again? It's I, I can't give you a job, but I can give you an instance. Yes. And I, I pulled on a location, and we were setting up the tanks. And the consultant says to me, "I want this tank over there." So I walk over and I feel the ground. I said, "There's no way in hell it's going there." No, I don't care. It's going there. I'm telling you, if I drive this truck over there, you're not getting me out. He goes, we got a nice D6 cat over there. He goes, you fucking put that tank over there. He's like, and then we're going to pull your truck out. Yeah, that sounds like Alberta. Yeah, yeah, go on. Whatever you say, Captain. So, <laughs> fuck it. I drove the truck over there. It bogged down so deep, I opened the door and scraped mud. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's buried. Oh, so, so what happened then? Oh, so we, we took shovels, right? We dug out the trailer legs because we tried to we want, we'll unhook it, right? We'll pull the kingpin free, try to pull them out individually. We get the, the uh, D6 there to pull around, digs his blade into the ground. He pulls the winch out, sticks the winch on the truck, and the fucking tractor slid backwards. <sighs> Couldn't even winch it out. It was just done, done. They ended up bringing in an excavator, digging a trench around the lease, and then pulling us through the trench and out back to the road. Holy, <laughs> like the cat slid backwards? The cat slid backwards. Wow, you know it's greasy when the D six is sliding back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it, at least I, I hope you were hourly. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. No, then yeah. that's just a big money job. That's the one thing I liked about Alberta. When you get in out to site and you're an hourly truck and you're just like, yeah, we're going to need you to sit there for, I hold out a um, one of those CO2, no, liquid nitrogen tanks for a frack oh, yeah. job. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to need this tank out here for the next uh, probably about 24 hours. Can you? We don't want to drop it because the ground's uh, soft. Can you leave your truck hooked up there? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm billing you two twenty an hour. Yes, <laughs> I can sit here for two days. Yeah, yeah. This, like I was an owner operator. That's my own truck. So you're telling me you want to pay, give me five thousand dollars to sit here with my truck turned off and have snacks and watch a movie in the sleeper? I think I can manage there. That's it. You, you go pump for thirty minutes and then you go sleep for eight hours. And they move the frack. Then you go pump for another thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even that. They had they were having issues down uh, some kind of issue down hole. So they just wanted me to sit there while they had this issue, and it took them like thirty six hours. I literally wow. did not turn my truck on for like thirty five hours. That's fantastic. Oh, it was yeah. glorious. That was the best job I've ever had. That, that, that was when they trenched in my truck. I, th- I think I was on location a little better than 30 hours straight by the time we got it out of there. Yeah, what, oh. a, what a mess. Did you at least have cell service? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. I was just a little ways, uh, a little bit south of Grand Prairie. So I had pretty good, pretty good service. Everything was clear. It was nice though, you know. You, you work, well, by the time you get to and from location and whatnot, say you put in 40 hours of pay, you log six. So it, it worked out really nice. <laughs> oh, did they make you sleep in the truck in the mud pit? <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, actually, they do. That that time what? they put us up in the rig camp. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. They made me sleep in the truck the whole time. I spent yeah. 36 hours in a 40 inch coffin sleeper. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've done that for weeks on end. I don't I don't recommend it. No, because I mean, at least you got a job. What you're home every night now, eh? Yeah, yeah, more or less. With yeah, the wife the, and kids. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's just nice, easy run, drive there, do your offloading, everything. Go to sleep, wake up, have some pancakes, drive back. Oh, that's that's perfect. That's about just right, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, after so many years of of just greasy battles, and you know, if if I wasn't out in the out in the patch in the back road somewhere wrecking something then i was local trashing my body for pennies and oh see why don't you come logging out in bc i'm trying to get you out here that's that's about the same home every <laughs> night weekends off good money chance of dying well that's exactly what i look for in a career i mean if, if the chance of dying isn't substantially high i mean that that's not even a career you can't consider no, it's like, what am I going to do? I take a job at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love Starbucks. I had some earlier. Oh, it's the, definitely the better coffee out of the Tim Starbucks debate. Oh, no, 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 no. You you just shut your whore mouth. Oh, no. The Starbucks is better. And I don't care if people are like, I don't want to pay $9 for a Francy Frappuccino. Don't order a Francy Frappuccino then. You don't need a venti mocha latte Frappuccino with two extra pumps made upside down and just get yes. a black coffee. It's the same price as Tim Hortons, but it's a better quality. Just a oh. large. You can go in there and be like large black coffee, and they'll give it to you for like two bucks. Okay, now hold on. I'm, I'm going to educate you here on some Starbucks. We're going to do some learning. Okay. So, so researchers wanted to study the effects or sorry, the consistency of caffeine within particular coffee houses. So what they did is they picked they picked local Starbucks because Starbucks is known for uh, you know their coffee and their methods. And of course, everything's very uniform in a Starbucks. It's always the same amount of grounds. It's always the same temperature. It's always the same water because they have internal purification systems for their water. 
Now, so what they did is every single day at the exact same time, they went to the exact same Starbucks and ordered the exact same coffee, thinking that Starbucks is standardized because they have to be because they're in a worldwide corporation. Yeah. They tested the caffeine in their coffees and it fluctuated up to five times as much. So one day it might be 50 milligrams. The next day it might be 200 milligrams. The next day it might be, you know, 106 milligrams. It was never consistent. Huh. I did that honestly surprises me. Yeah. See, and, and this is the thing. And if you're someone who goes to Starbucks regularly and you pay attention, you'll notice one day you'll have that coffee and you'll be fucking wired. And the next day you'll have that coffee and you'll feel nothing. And it's, we, we don't know the actual reason I would speculate. It's because they are so massive and they're getting so many coffee beans that they just can't regulate the caffeine content. Oh, that makes sense. Right. You know, they're just so much bulk that it's super inconsistent. So I wonder where Tim Hortons was on that list, huh? I don't, yeah, I don't know that that one in particular. I just I remember that that research study they were dealing with Starbucks specifically. I I like that we ba- we jumped back into this. We were on it earlier. And we dropped <laughs> it. No, we got to We got to sort this out. Yeah, this is a blue collar thing, but we got to really focus on the coffee here. Coffee, ah, coffee's pretty important to the industry. Coffee's oh, a car- big deal in my life. No, oh, mine too. It's probably what keeps me alive when we're starting these midnight shifts. It's it's how I function. It's why I'm so damn perky. I'm fucking wired on caffeine all day. Coffee and then the bar on the way home. <laughs> wired on coffee all day. Gets home, swings by the bar, and he's all happy. Well, I, I need to of the here. Carl, you said uh, you said you were cracking one before we were going on. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, oh we're going uh, a little bit inbred tonight. We picked up some bush. And not even bush light. <laughs> not even bush light. We've got full bush. All right, on. That sounds Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's 100% Saskatchewan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So what's your uh, what would be your dream trucking job, Carl? We should probably actually talk about work stuff here. For oh, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess truck-related thing today. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be. You know, th- this, this is always such – it's such a tough thing for me because, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't have a thing in life – that I, that I want to achieve or reach when it comes to work and career, whatever I'm doing is the thing I'm going to be the best at. Okay. That's a good you way know? to look at it. So I, I, I'm never sitting somewhere doing a job thinking, man, if I could start in that company and do that job, or if I can get in this area of the industry, I think that's right. No, I, I don't think like that. I think like I'm doing this thing now, I'm going to make this thing the best thing possible. Be happy with where you're at instead of, Worrying exactly. about trying to get somewhere. Because you have a lot of power and control in where you are. And it's really just a mindset. It's, it's how you perceive the world. Because the world's not going to change. It's up to you to get better. And I couldn't agree more. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way I live my life is that, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to be content and happy with what I got instead of worrying and stressing about trying to have more. Yeah, I don't absolutely. have the fanciest things, but what I've got... A, I buy my stuff debt free. I buy a few old things, and then if I want to work, I'll work. I don't have a payment at to worry the about. Day, at the end of the day, can you go down to the bar and buy a case of beer? That's all <laughs> you need, eh? Exactly. That's all I need. If I can sit here in my sweatpants and wife beater and send the missus across the road to grab a case, well, then damn it, that's a good week. That's a damn good week, <laughs> and who cares about the job, eh? <laughs> yeah. So the TikToks, how did that come about? When did you get into that? I noticed you got quite the following there. Oh, see, the interesting with TikTok is now I started it to promote athletics, actually. 
Oh, yeah. Everyone should know that Carl is in ridiculously wicked good shape. He puts all the rest of us to shame. That is a plot twist because I just thought you were a hyped up truck driver. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually a morbidly obese driver, and Chase is just making me feel good about myself. <laughs> That's what we're actually here for. Just just stroking Carl's ego. Stroking my ego. <laughs> no one knows what I look like on a podcast, Chase. Tell them I'm sexy. Yes. That's how I that's how I bribe to get on here. Oh, absolutely. Everyone should know that like Carl is the sexiest guy and not a morbidly obese uh six hundred pound trucker from uh Saskatoon. Yes. Absolutely. So I yeah, you got on for that. the fitness stuff. Yeah, so that that was the original plan because I, I, I coach a team of athletes in the Highland games. Oh, and so cool. the, is that like with the the log tossing? That's the one, the caber toss. The caber toss. Oh, oh that's sweet. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. So that's I had a team of athletes, and then I started using TikTok a little bit. I thought, you know what? This makes a great platform. I can show off these athletes. I can show off the sport because there's not a lot of uh, funding for the sport. So I thought I, this gives me the opportunity to show off athletes outside of hockey. Because, you know, there, there are people who do incredible things, but they just don't want to play team sports. They're doing individual sports. And and that's where it began. But then as I think I went on one day and uh, I made a video about work. I was doing something in the truck. I don't remember some dumb thing. And it fucking blew up and it got all these views. So then I did another thing, just goofing off and another thing, goofing off. And then next thing you know, I was on Trucker Talk and I'd lost the fitness side of it altogether. Huh. TikTok decided that you were trucker talk. Yeah, yeah. They decided I was more interesting being myself than I was trying to well, show off sports. So I just decided to be myself. And every now and then I, I do a little bit of sports stuff, but it never, no one ever sees it. Oh, man. Yeah. Cause I have not seen you do a caber toss yet. And I'm incredibly disappointed that I have not. <laughs> I'm quite interested in seeing that as well. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah we need to get you doing some caber toss here for TikTok, Carl. Yeah. You have to tag us in an episode, then do a video of you tracking. The uh, the the season's coming, right? So the we don't do it. One of the pitfalls of being a, a strength athlete in Canada is that it's very seasonal for us, right? Because I can't exactly go outside and pitch trees on the ice. I'm gonna hurt myself. I mean, that would be a good I mean, <laughs> spectator sport. The <laughs> winter caber toss. <laughs> yeah, like this. We just combine ski jump with caber toss. That's a win in sport, right there. Well, and like some of the other events that are a little lesser known, but when you actually see them in person, it's uh literally deadly. <laughs> like um, really, yeah. So my my favorite event is very aptly named the uh, Wait for Distance. Uh, you can okay. probably guess what that is. It's you throw a weight for distance. <laughs> it checks out. It checks out. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all there. It's, it's right there. <laughs> it's a uh, so there's two. There's the the light weight for distance, which is a thirty pound ball and chain. So if you think of like the comic prison thing, you know, where it's shackled around their ankles. Essentially, yeah. one of those. Yeah. And the idea is you're gonna spin around in a circle with one arm and chuck that some bitch as far as you can. Okay. I definitely think I've seen a video. Yeah. Of yeah. And then and then there's the heavyweight for distance because it's it's let me guess it's heavier. it's heavier than the light one. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's the same idea. And that's I love that one. But any bit of soft ground, and fuck, you'll blow your ankle right out right out of the socket. Ooh. Right. Because the 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 rotational velocity and force it puts on your body is is is, is astronomical. Like. You, you get people out who aren't trained and you want to teach them to do it. 
so one of the first things we do, we call it casting. We let them hold the weight and then we teach them just how to kind of swing it in front of your body a little bit and just let go. You're not throwing, you're not putting for you're just letting the weight swing and letting go. And people do that. And the next morning they wake up like, man, my back and my shoulder and my ribs and my hip. They're like, it's all fucked up. I was like, yeah, now, now we're going to teach you to spin with it. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, like at the time do people realize how hard it is, or are they just like, well, okay, I'm dropping the weight. Okay. And that's it. Cause if you say 30 pounds, most, you know, an average adult male at 200 pounds, there's no issue picking that up. No, you know, so they go, oh, not a big deal. Right. And then we, we fucking bulwark it. And then we wake up the next day and we can't lift our arm past our hips anymore. Huh? Yeah. It's fantastic. I am. I, I just, I just Googled here on the laptop, a few pictures of this man. There's some big dudes doing this. Sport. Yeah. See 600 pound truckers. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I, that that is the one thing you see any like Highland games, and you're like, man, all this looks fun. And then I look at my body, and I'm like, oh, this 150 pound, 160 pound guy is not fucking winging those things. You'd be the stick. You'd be the stick. I'd be more likely something. to be the caber in the you're caber the tossing. Yeah. Well, you. I'll you just go for the hammer stiff, toss. Let some Scottish guys whip me down the field. <laughs> well, you can be the hammer toss. That's where they'll grab you by the ankles and then fucking full send you. Honestly, that one kind of sounds fun. Like, we got an air mattress or something, or you know what? I can tuck and roll, but let's give that a go. There we go. There we go. Like, I would try the human case. I would try the human uh, hammer throw for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a fun sport. It'd be nice to uh, get a little more recognition so how, to it. How, how, uh, how long are these caber poles? Like, what do you, like, what are they called? And stuff? Are they just called yeah, the caber? It's just a caber. Caber is a uh, Gaelic for tree, which is the, which is, uh, of course, the origin of the sport being Scottish, so the Gaelic language. Makes sense. But, uh, cabers vary, so there's no standardization in them. Huh, you think that would be? Yeah, no. Typically, typically 20 to, say, 24 feet long and in the ballpark of 100 pounds. That's the same length of the logs I haul. Are you yep. sure you don't want to try logging? Because you could just practice that while working. <laughs> just load the trailer by hand. If anything hand. falls off, you just Yeah, Carl just shows up early and starts loading <laughs> his own truck. He's already gone. <laughs> it's One of the funny things about being a strength athlete is that every now and then you're into a scenario at work, and then people just look at you like, well, we don't need the tractor. You do it. Like, how, about, how about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on. I thought you wanted to come out here and uh, pull my truck. Isn't that what you were saying? Do you yeah. need to pull the bed truck? What do you mean, see? It's going to happen. We're going to fucking push start. Well, I guess pull start that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to see that happen. I, I feel like you can do it. Oh, no, I can. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to be fantastic. We'll put it on TikTok. You know, it'll be a big promo for the podcast. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we'll get her started. I'll get you to get that truck rolling like three, four kilometers an hour, and we'll just yeah. dump the clutch and then see if you can pull start. Yeah, and then and then you're gonna dump the clutch. You're just gonna fucking will blow my back out because you'll run me over. It'll be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got life insurance, right? Yeah, you know what? It, it, I mean, time. it's Canada. We've got free health care. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be kind of weird to get my black my back blown out for a change, but you know. Oh, <laughs> this is a children-friendly podcast. Here. A- anything for the TikTok. Oh, 
Wow, we went on a tangent there, but that was actually quite oh. interesting. Oh. Good to know more about the caber toss. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I lost you guys. Are you there? I'm still here. Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, Chase, we can hear yeah. you. Oh, we... I can hear you now. I, I'm back. I'm back. We can okay. just edit that little bit out. The back, the back, the back hole. It must, it must yeah, the back hole lost signal. The old cat studio. Move, move the bucket. Lift the bucket up. That'll give you better reception. <laughs> yeah, put your lift the back bucket. Your boom reception. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. Okay, so yeah, coming out here, I'm gonna pull my truck. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Coming out for the drunk go karting then. Pretty much a bit of that. You know what? Okay. I, I figure I could time it together beautifully because uh, Cam Loops. Has a Highland Games every summer. That's a pretty big games. So I figure what I can do is I'll go to the Kamloop Games. I'll lose miserably, and then I'll show up at the drunk go karting. And then while I'm fucking just right shit tanks, we'll pull the truck. That's the best way to do right. it. Yeah, I mean that's guaranteed for a good show, win or lose. Absolutely, Carl. I'll be there for moral support, but I'm not helping. <laughs> Wait, the truck pull or the drunk go karting? Yeah. You got to narrow this down. (laughs) I'll be in a go-kart. I'm going to need you to, like, roll my drunken, bloated body over to the truck, put the harness on, and then I'll stand up and do the pull. Okay, wait. Okay. I'll help for the pull if we hook a go-kart to the truck as well. (laughs) So we got a go-kart and you pull. (laughs) (laughs) The best way to do a little, like, 150cc (laughs) go-kart. Jordan just revving the tire smoke and Carl's doing all the work. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more for moral support. That'd be that'd be fantastic. Just edit the video, take me out. Just the go kart pulling this massive truck around. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, we got to do this. We got to do this when the Highland Games comes out. Then, absolutely. Definitely I'm gonna have to keep like digging this track. I got her like halfway made now. Perfect. That's all you need. I really. got us. Oh, there's a good spot where like my property's on a good steep hill. So you rip around these corners, and if you miss the track, you go down like 20, 30 feet down the bank. So it's like there should be some good crashes. See, this is perfect because you actually only need half the cart built if it's drunk and go-karting. Because they're going to be it... drunk to get that far. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch out for corner three. I haven't quite fixed it yet. There's a... You're still going to end up in a Saskatoon bush on corner five. I gotta say, Carl, that's kind of disappointing being from Saskatchewan. I thought your drunk driving would be a lot better. <laughs> no, I'm from Saskatchewan. I got nothing to hit. <laughs> because you're talking about Saskatchewan stories, okay, I'm going to add on this one more aspect. Okay. I recall more than once leaving a party, you know, in my younger days, and there's more of us in a vehicle than the vehicle could hold. And the cops pull us over and they just walk to the window and they say, okay, who wants the 180? And what they're asking is, who wants the DUI ticket? And then just continue on your way. <laughs> so, <laughs> dead serious. So you're, you're, you're in a truck. There's 10 of you because there's fucking nine of you sitting in the box. And they just walk up and they go, okay, which one of you folks wants the ticket? And someone goes, okay, I'll take it. That person gets the ticket and you just fucking continue down the road. Oh, that's a good solid buddy right oh. there. Whoever says yes first. <laughs> yeah. The, the most drunk guy. Yeah, sure, I'll it. Although, let's be honest, the guy that takes the ticket does not have to buy beers next weekend, that's for sure. That's it. Oh, never does. He gets a, he gets you know what? Yeah. He probably saves money in the long run that way. Probably, yeah. 
Chase, it is different out here, though. Like, for most times, if you get caught doing something illegal at night and there's a sober driver there, there's so much drinking and driving around here that they're just happy that there's a sober driver. Like, you got six, seven guys in a little car. They're like, oh, okay, like, one of you sober, it. you're good to go. <laughs> you know? seven, ten guys in a box of a pickup doing 160 down the yeah. road. You're like, holy Wait, crap, what, the driver's One of you is actually sober? Oh, you're good <laughs> to go. Thank God. Yeah, Thank good. God for being responsible, you guys. That's it, you know. Oh, you're underage. You only have your uh, learners. Well, you know what? You're sober. That's <laughs> don't worry, the 16 year old sober, so I think they're good. <laughs> don't don't worry, officer. It's course light. It's light. We're fine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, we better slow down here before we get we're, we're getting here, right? you guys are getting canceled. We're we're all getting canceled. Yeah, just you guys are getting canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. We were five episodes in. It's been a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if we get canceled, we're we got the wrong audience. We better not be this <laughs> Oh man, Carl, uh, we ask everyone this: What's your dream truck? Any truck you ooh. could have if you were uh, your, yeah. Ooh, ooh, that that is tough. Your boss comes into work and says, "Carl, the company just won the lottery. We'll buy you any truck you want, spec any way you want. What do you get?" Ooh, now if, if it comes to brand and style. You know, Western Star and Kenworth probably my go-to. As as for okay. the, hmm, oh, that, that's a tough one because there's so many pretty ones out there. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I don't even know. You actually you know what? I do know. I do know. Hold on, we're gonna do a big fucking curveball here. Oh, shit! What is the name? Volvo. Yeah, it actually. Hold on, it is a Volvo. Swear to God, it's a Volvo. Ah. Oh. I was, I was, fuck, I was just reading about this the other day and I cannot remember the model of Volvo. I got, I got to have to look it up real quick. Uh, Is it like an off highway Volvo, a European Volvo, one of those Australian ones? It would be probably Australian. I don't think it's mass produced for the most part because it's specialized, uh, and usually large amount of horsepower. Is it an off highway haul truck, like a wiggle wagon? Cause those are kind of sweet. No, 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 it's no, it's regular highway track. If I could just fucking remember the model. Okay. Are you on yeah. Google? Here we go. See, see, Google. Google doesn't want to tell me. Google. Ah, here we go. Here we go. It's it's the Volvo FH16. Volvo. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. That that's is a, that's not a bad Volvo. Not bad. It, it's a it's a cab over, which I, I yeah. You know what? I I drove something really similar in Europe, and I, what I can't get over is why is the quality of Volvo so good in Europe, but so shitty in North America? You can get a Volvo VNL with a uh, uh, Cummins engine. The uh, what is it? X fifteen. That's not. Is that right? X fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the X fifteen Cummins in a Volvo VNL. I, I drove a, I drove one of those, and you know what? It's it's beautiful. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Uh, be- because it does, it looks less retarded for one, you know, they've extended the hood a little bit more and squared it off a little bit more. It doesn't look like it's trying to lick its windshield. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best description I've heard. <laughs> so it looks a little more like a real truck. And of course with that X-15 in it there, it's got real good horsepower, real good torque. You know, you can go through the hills, extended length, overweight, whatever, no issues. Uh, yeah, I, I love that road so smooth because the one thing you got to give Volvo credits for is it's the smoothest ride 
and it's quiet, so quiet. It's beautiful. Oh, I, th- that, that is really true. Cool. It's I I I've only run an older Volvo in my life, but it was an older truck. It was beat up. We didn't all like it in the fleet. But if we were doing long haul, that's the one yeah. we're pinning up. Because if you're going across the country, yeah. And that that's what I liked about that truck because I was doing a pin to pin into Edmonton and back, right? So it was a good thirteen hour turnaround. And it was glorious. You know, you put on uh, podcasts, like something about people interviewing blue collar guys, and you just listen to that. And it was fantastic. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, wow, that sounds a fantastic. Because I'm literally looking at my old 1960s Kenworth with rubber block over walking beam, no air ride seat and a straight pipe. And I remember how I felt on those long hauls. <laughs> you leave Grand Prairie, you get to Edmonton, you feel like you're an 85 year old man walking into the truck stop and some Volvo guy hops out, flip flops. He looks looks like he's just been at a damn sandals resort down in Mexico. I know he's going to go wash his feet and scrub the calluses off. And like, it's just so much more nice. Oh, I mean, you're just sitting there after the old walking beam with basically a cane. You can't hear anything. Asking the waitress to speak up. Uh, stop it for pie. Um, no, I've I've been in a lot of Kenworths, and it took until like 2016 and up. I don't know, maybe a bit later, but that was comparable to the older Volvos. I don't even know what a new one would be like. Well, oh, the new ones, I like. I actually, I, I'm almost embarrassing. I drove a newer with uh with the Allison automatic transmission, and you know what? You, you would think you're in a a Volkswagen Passat or something. You know, it's just a stupid German car. It's just so smooth and so nice and so effortless. It's it's almost insulting to myself as a professional. I just like this is too easy. There's something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> Chase is gonna keel over here. You're just crying a little bit here. Look at my Kenworth. I'm like, gotta go remind her that I still love her here. Talk about Peter. We love you. Like, don't worry, you're still attractive. Yeah. You know, remember, it's 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 like they say: the length of your hood is inversely proportional to the size of your penis. That's oh it. shit! I like cowboys. <laughs> Some guy running a cab over, giving himself a big high five right now. Right. Chase, what kind of truck do you have? <laughs> oh, long nose Kenworth with the uh, extra length bumper and the butterfly hood. That's the like I I went with the the C five hundred with the extended length hood with a big rad and then an oversized bumper off the front. See, and this is why you're single on a podcast. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Carl, I got to ask you one more time. You can go anywhere in the world. Let's say you have no job instead of uh, the job that you like. Anywhere in the world, you're unemployed. You can pick anything to do. What do you do? Uh, It doesn't have to be truck driving. Okay, if I can go anywhere in the world, I'm going to go to Sevnicha, Slovenia. Uh, I'll say say that more English. Sevnicha, Slovenia. Oh, I've been to Slovenia. It's a beautiful country. Yeah, it, that's my dad's home city. That's where he was born. And so I would love to go there and see my dad's homeland and, and view around and find, uh, you know, just explore. What did your dad do? Would you do like a similar job, kind of see what his lifestyle was or? Nah, no, nah, my dad was a trucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one wants to be a trucker in Eastern no. Europe. Well, and 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 he, he brewed moonshine. So, I mean, like it's a win-win. Oh. But that that <laughs> job pretty. Carl just moves off to Slovenia to prove be a moonshine runner. Honestly, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. 
But uh, no, if, if I could go anywhere, that's where I'd want to go. As, as far as if, if income wasn't a thing and I could just do what I want to do, yeah. I wouldn't work. I would go to school and I would just spend the rest of my life learning and just studying and just anything and everything. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know I, what? Like I went to university and a lot of people, they, they say, well, Chase, you went to university and you're still driving a truck because I love learning. You know, I've learned things in university that like they've still helped me out whether I'm driving a truck or not. You don't stop learning. You know, there was a, I remember listening to an interview with someone and they had a degree in, oh, it was an odd degree. You can't really do a lot with it. It was either history or geography. And they had, they had some sort of master's or something like that, whatever you get in those particular fields. And someone had asked, yeah. he said, with that training and education, what do you do? You're not going to get a job making maps, you know, or, or writing history textbooks. Like, what, what do you do as a profession? And I remember the response they gave, and it, it changed my view of education and everything so entirely. They said, with the education I got and the things I learned and the training I went through, Yes, I'm never going to write maps or history textbooks. He said, but the skill set I developed is transferable to innumerable areas in my life. And through the university system and the education system, I developed really advanced skills that I can pursue in other areas of work. And that's how I'm able to be successful. And I remember listening. Yeah, I remember listening to that. And I was like, this is why we learn algebra in high school. It's not because I'm going to do a, you know, uh, MX plus B equals Y. It's because I'm developing a skill set that I can transfer to other places of my life. Wow. Yeah, that is a fantastic way to look at it. And that's like I say, if I could do anything, I would just learn just for the sake of learning. What would you, what do you take in university then? Like what, what's your passion about? So I, I love to be analytical. And so I, I really love things like law and nutrition, which seem really weird, but both of those areas require a lot of interpretation. Nothing is direct and set in stone and this is how it is. And I, I love when you have to read something and think about it and analyze and interpret and then argue that point, make that point valid and viable to the person listening. Ah. That I, I yeah, to be fair, I could see I could see you being a really, really good at that. Did you hear his coffee points? <laughs> oh, no. I'm in a Snapchat group with Carl, and just the way he explains things, it's like I learn something new every day when you're listening to Carl talk. See, the trick, the trick is to get really high on caffeine and yell. <laughs> but it's not even that you ex- be the loudest you explain one in the things so well i remember we were talking about drama today and uh everyone i'm like i just don't care i don't care enough about people's drama and what was the point of you explained why drama is so interesting how did you put it again carl why people oh. like listening to other oh so so, so the, the beauty of, of, of drama especially in a situation where you're looking at like say social media for example because we all have drama on probably the most common being facebook right low side of the facebook and you see this person from high school who posts about all their bullshit and then th- there's two types of reactions that you tend to get you're going to get one person who's going to show up to that and they're going to pick their camp they're going to be on the side of that person or they're going to be against that person and then you get the other the other side that's going to show up and they're going to say you know what i want nothing to do with this i don't care about drama i don't need it in my life i don't care about your crap 
Now, I, I have a third side, and this is where I like to sit when it comes to drama and the stuff around you. Is now you have a real life Jerry Springer thing going on. And I have the freedom to directly tell that person they're stupid. So it is so much more fun to watch and view and interact and then have that, that, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for now? Conflict. To watch that conflict and then be able to just play with it as opposed to just letting it free flow. So much more interesting. So it's like a Jerry Springer that you can interact with yes. when you see this drama on social media. Yes. You know, and, and now you, you see the drama on social media. It doesn't directly impact my life, right? If you're having a fight over there with your significant other, that doesn't change my relationship. That doesn't change my kids, my job, my, my income. That has no effect on me. So why should I join in or why should I hate that? Because now I just have the freedom to watch and see the things that humans enjoy. And, and this is why stupid people like bad Barbie are millionaires because we love to watch stupid people. And, you, know, you, you add the social media aspect and now not only am I watching the stupid person, I can tell you you're fucking stupid. Oh, see, like I've never looked at it that way. I've always <laughs> just looked at be like, no, I don't even bother with Facebook. I don't have Instagram. TikTok is my only social media. <laughs> And 90% of that, I'm just posting stupid videos. And I'm like, I don't like the drama. And now since Carl, you explain it that way, I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> Suddenly I'm interested in this Zach thing I don't, a little more. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I think if you phrase that a little differently, it's like, I can't. Like it is. The, no, the, you're completely right. You're 100% what it is. But humans evolved to pursue conflict, right? That's why we survived. This is why we survived evolution for so long, because we pick out on the negative things. We remember them. They stand out in our brain. So when you see this on social media, it's interesting to you. It draws you in. You want to have some sort of interaction with that. And it's so much. And now as a grown adult who's not hormonal and all freaking out like a teenager, I can be logical about it and I can reason about it. And I can see the situation. I can see the problems and the flaws and the intricacies and the difficulties. And I can just fucking laugh at it. Huh. As long as you're getting a laugh out of it. Yeah. It's huh. <laughs> a great way to look at it. The biggest thing here is how this started off with a Snapchat group. And I'm just sitting here like, oh, thanks. Thank you for doing <laughs> that. Thanks, boy. Right. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm busy in that job anyway. <laughs> Okay, we're running pretty long. Chase, you got any more? No, no, I think I'm all right. (laughs) Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. So, uh, okay, well, I can be found primarily on TikTok as Tired and Frozen, and actually, if you search that up, you'll probably find a little bit of Instagram, not a whole hell of a lot. But Tired and Frozen is the man to find. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's the guy with the uh, Slovenian accent on half the videos. Yes, yes, and I'm (laughs) yelling a lot. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of yelling be ready for that Turn your volume it's down energetic happy yelling to be fair that's, that's what it is i get excited i get loud i speak faster you can tell when i'm passionate about a subject because the words just start to fire off oh i know i love your passion and your some of your tiktoks <laughs> i was entertained whether i agreed with any of them or not i was looking through them for a long time so Real, you, you beautiful men have yourself a wonderful evening all right, bye-bye. You too, 